Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome into the Dublin to Denver podcast on the Mile High Report podcast network. Week 7 is over, looking forward to week 8, we hope. Joined by Colin Cronin, Stuart Roach, after the Broncos get beat 17-14 to on Thursday night football. Week 8 ahead of us, Colin. First off, welcome into the podcast, man. How you doing? Uh, I'm I'm glad it's almost a week on because I was the Egypt who stayed up to watch that performance last week and I'm very glad also that this is the one weekend in the year where the clocks change so it's actually much better for us in terms of timing because we get it that little bit earlier uh it it, it which We'll make it better no matter what it is. But given the Broncos' struggles on offense, it's nice to get to bed at a, at a reasonable hour, even if one is uh, fuming on the inside following their recent games. Yeah, no, I was just saying to, to, to you guys before we came on, you, you reminded me of the hour difference, and it would have been a terrible shame for, for me to have missed the first quarter and some of the second quarter. I'm sure there would have been an offensive um, fireworks display on Halloween night from from our old friend Pat Shermer. Who knows what what magic he would have drawn up in the, the 10 days he would have schemed against the, the Washington football team. So, yeah, thanks for reminding me. I'll make sure I'm there to watch this game and all of its glory. Lovely, lovely. Well, yeah, obviously getting beat 17 to 14 is one thing, Colin. But, you know, we obviously recorded before the news came out about Baker Mayfield not being active for the game. Kiss Keenum gets the start and leads the Browns to a win over his former former Broncos team. I don't think John Elway will be happy with uh, Case Keesum after this performance. Well, I had thought it would be 17-13, but in favor of the Broncos because the Browns were without their top two running backs. And Nick Chubb in particular is so key for them. But Look, um, they had a, a running back making his first start in the league. He went off for 146 yards. I, kudos to, to him because that's a kid who DM'd every single team in the AAF in 2018 after he got caught by the Saints looking for an opportunity. 
and the Orlando franchise took a chance on him. Um, he made the most of it, and now he's with the Browns. I mean, he got to sit behind two really, really good backs there, but certainly his performance last Thursday won't have done him any harm. I can tell you that watching the just after kickoff, the, the Browns' opening touchdown drive, I have been watching football for three decades that is some of the worst defense I have ever witnessed. It was shambolic. It was an abomination. There really aren't words for just how bad it was. It was it was like playing Madden on easy mode, but going with an all-star Madden team against the, you know, the Jets um, or the 0-16 Lions because the Browns just did what they wanted with us. They, 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 we just could not stop them. And it just gashed time and time again, ridiculous plays. And it just set the the tone for what was a really frustrating um, night for the, the Broncos and for Broncos country. Absolutely. Stuart, did you get to watch the game live? If not, I mean, I, I watched it back without knowing the score from 6am to half eight the next morning. And, and by God, I mean, where do you even start? No, I watched it on Game Pass the following morning, Michael, um, on the game in 40. And I'm not joking, and this is no exaggeration. If I'd stayed up to watch the start of that game, I would have immediately gone to bed after that opening drive because it was as clear as day we were going to lose. Um, like, to be honest with you, and Colin was right, fair play to the to the kid Johnson for having a, having a magnificent game. If Nick Chubb had been fit, um, for that game last Thursday night, Nick Chubb could have gone over 250 yards in his sleep. I mean, my nephew, God love the poor child, stayed well, he, like he's in his 20s, sorry, but he stayed up to watch this and he sent me a couple of texts when it was safe the following morning and he said he'd never seen a Broncos team miss so many tackles. He lost count at 17. Um, he said he just he couldn't believe it. Um, no, that, that, that was a statement drive. It was absolutely appalling. I mean, you, you know, like... As we've said before, we kind of knew the offense, regardless of the quarterback, who that was going to be, was was you know wasn't exactly going to be, you know, the greatest show on turf. Um, but the struggles of the defense yet again is incredible. It really is. I know they're injured, but like everybody's injured at this stage, you know. Um, the secondary is it has become a huge issue. That was supposed to be. I remember in one of the magazines, the preseason, they rank positions um, according to the strongest in the NFL. And our secondary, I think, was in the top five position groups in the whole of the NFL. Our secondary was ranked top five, maybe even been three. Um, I would say they're probably close to bottom five at this stage. They're a sieve. They're absolutely a sieve. You know, Colum's old pal, Kareem Jackson, missed tackle after tackle after tackle on that first drive this is supposed to be what he's good at people have worked out what jackson does now he goes in like a torpedo low so they just jump over you're allowed to do that in american football you're not allowed to do that in rugby you're not allowed to do that in other games but you're allowed to do that in american football so they see cream jackson coming in at 200 miles an hour they jump over and jackson's gone so i you know as i said i'm not hugely surprised by the, the struggles of the offense i'm I am extremely surprised and, and unbelievably disappointed at the defense. Um, Case Keenum, see, I, you know, we mock Elliot, it is difficult, but Case Keenum beat the Denver Broncos the other night with missing several of his weapons. Like you would have thought if they're bringing in Case, he would have lent on the running game. And then you went, oh no, the running game is gone because Chubb is gone, because uh, Kareem Hunt is gone. 
But they went, no, no, this is what we do. We run the ball regardless of the personnel. We are a, a team that runs the ball. And in fairness, the Browns are kind of what I thought we were going to be. They run the ball. They're committed to running the ball regardless of how many injuries they have. It's the same with the Baltimore Ravens do. Um, so we heard all off season we're going to run the ball. We're going to be tough on defense. This is, you know, Teddy's going to take care of the ball, which is another myth that's uh, been absolutely just exploded recently. Um, and we're doing none of these things, you know, and, and I'm sure we'll come on to it later on. That was such an anemic performance that the assumption, I think, amongst Broncos fans and, you know, Broncos media that are not, um, you know, part of the uh, part of the, 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 the core group that, you know, are, are working for not working for the team, but they kind of are very much team friendly. The assumption was that the heads were going to roll, that people were going to be fired, that there were going to be changes made. There hasn't been a single change made. Not a single coach has been fired. And Fangio came out straight away and he said, no, there are no changes going to be made. Quarterback position is not going to be changed. None of the offensive, defense coordinators, not, nothing, nothing. After they lose to Case Keenum and the third string running back, third string running back on the third. Like the season is going nowhere. But these guys seem to be under the impression that it's salvageable. How? How is it solid? I, I mean, I wouldn't be putting money on Denver beating Washington at the weekend. Washington are a decent side. They're not great, but they're a decent side. Uh, where are the wins coming from? Where is it? Like, if, if you're, you're at the stage now where the trade deadline is coming up, right, and teams that are going nowhere, they kind of look to the future and they go, okay, we have assets. Um, it's it's time to, to start sort of exploring trades to build draft picks for next year. Apart from Fuller, who's been an absolute disaster, there isn't really much that we've heard about any of Denver's assets being traded. So you go, well, what, what's going on? What do they think is going to happen? Like, where are the wins coming from? Where are another, where, where, how do we get to, 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 to nine wins? Where is that coming on the, on, the, on the schedule? I don't see it. Well, if that's the case, why aren't they making changes? I, I just don't understand. We seem to be perpetually stuck in this idea that we're not in a rebuild um we're not in a rebuild but we really should be in a rebuild but there's just a lack of commitment to it so we seem to think that oh yeah no the season's going to be saved the season's it's not going to be saved and they start building for next season but we're just incapable of doing that because we're a poorly run organization because we don't have an owner that's the reality so no one's head rolled the disastrous performance against a beaten up brands team and nothing's changed i think just going on what you said Stuart man like just the, the the general gist or the general atmosphere from social media after that game and i think it's good that we're recording nearly a week after because i think everybody was just down in the dumps last weekend um to see vic fangio getting you know like a little meeting with george payton and joe ellis you know just to see how he's getting on after that game just like a little maybe pat on the shoulder hey hey we might need to start winning a few games here hi <sighs> i mean like come on one there's like like i i get there's no owner and there's a certain situation there but how many years has this been going on now and you know it's obvious this team's going to be sold next season like in the off season yeah so i can that's my only glimmer of hope at the minute like and that's fair enough but going on what you say Stuart, and not 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 giving spoilers ahead for talking about this washington game in a minute outside of the lions game on december the 12th I, I can't see where we win a game here. Uh, it's concerning. I think the beatdown, as you said last week, is coming very soon. But Colm, also, we have three more games before a bye week. This was the time to address something. I'm not saying firing Vic Fangio, but maybe trying to change something. With a 10-day break 
surely that was the time to maybe address them. But what, what, in what way were you going to address it? Like without an owner, Fangio was never going to be moved. And that's the thing. They, they're not going to fire Vic because it, the team has to be sold, Michael, by March of next year. The league has mandated that. We've dragged it out for as long as we can. And now it, it has to happen. Now, Peter King um, finally mentioned the Broncos in his uh, Monday morning column. Um, none of it good, uh, really. Well, it depends on your perspective. I, do you want Jeff Bezos owning the team? Some people will say yes. Other people will say what? no, because, you know, he's he's it, it's going to be a vanity project. But apparently he's not interested. According to Peter King, there are four people interested in buying the team. So let we're going to have to see how that plays out. But nobody's going to fire Vic because you essentially what what are you going to do in the the interim and, and bring somebody in and you know they they know a new owner is going to want their their own guy. So look, we are absolutely treading water until I think um, the end of the season. But tip, typical typical of the Broncos to potentially be on the verge of a really bad season when there are no real QB prospects in the draft. So uh, uh, I, I I certainly in comparison, I would say to, to last to last the last few years, I don't see I don't see anyone um, who would make me kind of sit up and uh, take notice. But um, I, what 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 would you change? Like we have we've tried changing so many things um we've tried changing head coach we've tried changing um the offensive coordinators we've tried um changing quarterbacks i see i don't think like you'd want 2013 peyton manning for this team to have any sort of a shot i i really think that's where where you'd be at because i don't think it would matter to put drew lock in the only thing that having lock around has just continued with this um civil war that goes on uh amongst uh broncos country i i don't see how bring uh, bring him in maybe just to see because i don't think it would make any difference whatsoever to the results um it just feel like we've talked about it before it's like groundhog day all the time with this broncos site and March 2022 cannot come quickly enough. What do you think, Stuart? Yeah, I, I, I agree with Colin. I think, you know, there's an argument to be made that in some ways, I, I think we're quite realistic on this program, to be fair. And I, I think we kind of knew, maybe not definitely after the, the Ravens game, but, you know, it, it was pretty scary. But the way that this a really struggling Steelers team um just ran the ball on us from the outset. Big Ben, the obituary had been written. Suddenly Ben is, you know, putting up close to 300 yards. You know, it, it, I think it's become kind of obvious. It became obvious quickly enough that this this was kind of going to be a season that nothing really happens. Um, so in some ways, you, 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 the argument could be leave Fangio where he is um, because ultimately that will get you closer to a top 10 pick. Um, you don't want that new manager bounce that, you know, Mike Munchak or whoever, would, he seems to be the name that's mentioned most frequently as a as an interim head coach. Maybe you don't want that new new, new, new manager bounce. Um, so I think Colm's right. I mean, I would disagree with Colm to a point I've seen because, you know, a couple of, couple of weeks back, I decided I was going to start doing some, some QB research because, you know, Teddy wasn't doing it for me and he certainly isn't doing it anymore. Um, 
I think there are some. There's not. There's 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 no Trevor Lawrence out there, but there are some good quarterbacks. There's a good quarterback from Ole Miss called Corral. There's a really interesting quarterback from Pittsburgh called Pickett. Um, and Sam Howell is somebody who I like because I think he's played well, even though all his weapons, including Javante Williams from last year, has gone in. You know, but he's still playing well with very few. Um, NFL caliber weapons around him so I think there are some quarterbacks there but I, I think you're probably right I think you might be better off just leaving the thing the way it is I mean I think in situations like that you normally do when your starting quarterback is struggling um, unless you've invested a huge amount of capital be it draft or money in and you tend to make a change I don't really see what is going to happen to Locke uh, there's no point with Shermer there Shermer is absolutely perversely not suiting the play calling to either of his quarterbacks um, for example, like I just I do go up some of the some of the stats from last week, but like we ran the ball twelve times against the Browns, twelve times. Um, I mean, like what what is this? You know, um, so you, the, I I think there was an initial clamor for it's time to put lock in. We know what Bridgewater is. There was even some talk. like Bridgewater was clearly unfit as well. Um, you know, he was hobbling around the place. Again, you're looking at that, you're kind of going, like, is Locke so deeply unpopular that you will put in a half-fit quarterback who's not playing particularly well anyway rather than put in the starting or the reserve quarterback? So, I mean, yeah, we're, we're I think we're in kind of something of a death spiral here at the moment. Um, there's, there, there's, there's nothing really to be gained from changing. I mean, I think, Michael, you were talking about where do you see the wins. The sheer law of averages states that we'll get some crazy win out of nowhere just because that tends to happen. Do you know what I mean? So um, this game at the weekend is a bit of a pick em, Like it's, I don't know where, where I'd go with it. You hope you beat the Lions. We may unexpectedly beat the Chargers. Or maybe this is the year we beat a poor Chiefs defense finally. I don't know. They can't stop the run, the Chiefs. So you can be damn sure that Pat will dial up 45 passes on the night. But... You know, you, you'll 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 sneak a game that you don't expect. But as I said earlier on, you know, you're gonna need nine wins. You might even need ten wins to even get a wild card this year in the AFC. Um, where they're not coming, they're they're just not coming. You know, we we've we've beaten up three really poor teams, and there's only really one more left on the schedule. That's the Lions. So. I think you're right. I think you might as well just let the thing play out the way it is. It's unfortunate because you know one of the the the, the big differences between say the premier league and the nfl is that is you can be in the in as we all are as manchester united fans you can be in the the mire in a football season and you know you can you can hopefully you know you get the transfer window and suddenly before you know it the season starts again but the nfl is such a such a long off season it's 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 terrible to have to feel like that this season is effectively written off after seven weeks but it is more or less, you know, unless miracles are going to happen. And as we, as I've said, and I think you guys agree with me, even if we do scrape into the playoffs as a wildcard team, first time we come up against these side, we're going to get absolutely battered. So you kind of go, what's the point in some ways, you know, if, 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 the, if you know, you, you're better off trying to get, get those draft picks. And that's why I'm amazed that there hasn't been any talk of any of our guys. I mean, it's not that they're so bad that nobody's going to be, in, you know, there's not going to be a complete lack of interest. There are some pieces there. Now, you don't want to get rid of the good, you know, the young core talent that you have, the Judys and Cortland Suttons and those kind of players, Javante Williams, for example. But there are other pieces out there you could be trading away now for teams that are ready to make a push. Um, doesn't seem to be any any kind of noise about that whatsoever. Um, so, yeah, with, I'm with Colm. I think just let the thing play out. Let the thing, let the thing die slowly over the course of another, what, 
10 weeks at this stage. Um, and you'll see, you never know, you know, but I, I think we all kind of know where, where this thing is heading. So we'll just have to kind of watch its death rattle. Just, uh, just very quickly, a couple of things in what you said there, I guess, Colin and Stuart. Stuart, like, I mean, boys, you, you probably, if you, if you didn't see it, uh, nine, nine news, nine sports, done a, done like a live interview with Mike Cliss on the field before kickoff last Thursday night. And he, he, you know, he was asked about, about Teddy Bridgewater and Cliss turned, I don't know if you've always seen this, but Cliss turned around and looked at the camera and went, doesn't look great. And this was an hour before kickoff, like, sorry, 30 minutes before kickoff. And he said he looks about 75%. So who in the hell thought that was a good idea to even put him on? Secondly, this whole talk about bringing Drew Locke in. No, no, no. Because Drew didn't win the quarterback battle. Uh, there was a whole summer of that. And I'm not putting up it anymore. Uh, no. There was, no there was no quarterback battle. I, I know, I know. But like, you know, the, the mantra. No, it didn't exist. It didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know. To me, no. Like, he, he, obviously, as you said last week, the minute Teddy Bridgewater signed that contract, the, ah. the, the gentleman's agreement was he starts. So there was, oh, there was this, you know, there was this facade that they were going to have a quarterback competition, but it didn't exist. It's, it's, you know, and I think that to me was that, that's the thing that kind of put me on the back foot from the outset. It's like, what are you doing here? You know, I mean, what's that about? But sorry, anyway, but just, just so we're, there was no quarterback competition. And Colm, I was just going to say, based on what Stuart said, you know, he's talking about getting the 9 10 wins to get a chance to get into the wild card. I, I, I can't see us getting six at, at the minute. I can't, and it really annoys me to say that. Um, it, it, it's, it's, look, it's concern, you know, to, to go up against that Browns team. And look, I started that first string running back and woke up and fought and seen the score and then seen that as a like, Jesus boys. Like, but Colm, I, I, I can't see us getting six wins here at the moment. Am I crazy? No, you're you're not crazy because <laughs> it it's it, with the way we're currently playing. But it, like we we had a gimme to start with three gimmies to start the season, especially because we played the Jags so early. I I would fear for us, you know, the Jags have so many issues and they have a head coaching issue as well, right? But they have their QB. Lawrence is going to be brilliant in this league. We know that. Um, the we we played the Giants, who look they they have they have issues, and the Jets are the Jets. Uh, other than that win over the Titans, they've been um, absolutely disastrous. Um, and and we're now going to take on a Washington team who have many of the same issues that that we have in you know, but except that they actually got to the playoffs last year. But they their ownership issue is actually more toxic than the Broncos. Fortunately, we're we're not in that situation um, where we have an owner who is as toxic as as he is, and that whole situation with the investigation, which won't be published. So they've got that going on. But they're in a QB situation, you know, similar to us. Uh, neither of their current QBs are are the answer neither of the Broncos QBs are the answer and they are going to be looking for a QB come the end of the the season um they they actually they're fr- they have been super disappointing on defense much like we have been they're much vaunted defense uh, similar to to the Broncos just hasn't shown up and it's it's interesting to me that Kyle Fuller is now the one being talked about 
uh, NFL.com rated that as the sixth best move of the off season, right? Prior to the, the season starting. And there was weeping and gnashing of teeth amongst Bears fans. So it's funny how things work. Um, you know, it's this is a game where I genuinely think the Broncos are capable of winning because this is a Washington team giving up the most points in the league. Not, not their, not their division, not their conference. The entirety of the league, they're they're giving up on average thirty one points. Now the issue is our anemic offense, um, but there shouldn't be any excuses, right? Coming uh, uh, into and during this game, the Washington football team struggle um, to defend. It's a, it's as simple as that. You 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 watch them, and they. It was only last week that their kind of front began to exert any um, sort of of pressure. Um, but the you know you 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 look at it, and the the Bills obviously put forty three on them. Um, the the Falcons who have their own defensive issues put thirty on them. Uh, the Saints put 33, the Chiefs put 31, and the Packers put 24. So they are there to be got at. Jerry Judy is back. Teddy Bridgewater should be fit. Um, we we have a, a two solid running backs. In in Williams, I think we have a really, really good running back. And, and Gordon is he's decent. He's a good running back. Um we just don't seem to be able to to use those in stark contrast to what I see the Packers doing and what I see the Cowboys doing and what I see the Browns doing. We are not utilizing our running backs. Keep saying it. You know, the Vic, Vic Fangio is, is much vaunted as the defensive mastermind, but, um, he you know he's got he's got to show that it there's been all sorts this week right there's been all sorts of we have to go young we have to go for offensive minded etc etc but we have to go for the right guy because you know Brandon Staley is proving currently at the Chargers now we have to see how it plays out over the course of the season that you know a defensive minded coach can still be you know have a QB who plays really well and Bruce Arians has shown now he looked into Tom Brady, but Bruce is a guy who has two brilliant coordinators, but he constantly bigs them up. He can't, he, Byron Leftwich calls the plays, right? So Bruce hands it off. He's not possessive about that because he has confidence in his coordinators to do their job. And he recognizes that his job is big picture stuff. So, to me, Vic has this is, you know, we got we've got to see. This is the Vic Fangio got what he wanted. George Payton went out and got Vic what he wanted. Vic owns this. So for me, the Broncos should win it. Will they win it? That remains to be seen. But I think the Broncos should win it against the Washington team who, remember, are playing their backup QB. Gibson has a broken bone in his foot and their defense hasn't been good. The Broncos should win this game. He got sure for this game. Not, yeah, yeah, they should win this game, but they, they, there's other games they should have won as well. And I mean, I, I'm at the stage now where um, 
I, I wouldn't go near the Broncos in any of the games, maybe bar the Lions, just for the simple reason. I don't, I, I have no idea. I don't think we're, you don't know what's going to show up. I mean, I think, I know you were saying Gibson has a broken bone in his foot, but he's still a decent running back. Um, and sure, look, it doesn't matter because Washington's second string or third string running back could go off for 150 yards the way our defense is playing. And I know we we traded for an inside linebacker from the Rams, um, who I I must admit now I would never have really noticed before. He's supposed to be quite good. I think he started for the Rams in a lot of the games this year, so you know he 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 will be better than the two the two kids presumably who've been in there. At least he'll have experience because. You know, once they got to the second level, they were gone. I mean, the, the Browns running backs were just, you know, they, they torched us all night. Um, so I don't know. And I think um, McLaurin is a very, very dangerous wide receiver. Um, and our secondary is, is is playing, you know, absolute garbage at the moment. Um, I don't know. This is a this is a tricky enough game for me. I think uh, uh, Haneke is a, is a, is a, one of those shifty, difficult sort of quarterbacks to. The game plan for he's almost passed for the same amount of yardage as Teddy Bridgewater despite playing less games, which you know says I think a lot. Um, I think this will probably be a dog of a game. I don't know, I, I'd imagine there won't be very much in it. Um, I think we're gonna lose either this or the game against the Eagles, which is in a few weeks. I'm not sure. I think the Eagles might be have a couple more weapons than Washington. Um, I'm gonna pick. The Broncos, because I don't know, maybe if you throw enough darts at the dartboard, eventually one of them will hit a you know double, triple twenty. But I I wouldn't have a huge amount of confidence. And I mean, let's be honest, you know, I, I think if they lose this game, then the jig is well and truly up. And I know we're talking about is there any point in making changes? But I think just to even if only to ensure that fans <laughs> continue to show up. I think they'll have to do something because you you can't just let this thing just sort of peter out over the course of whatever length of time. So I don't know. I mean, I I, I wouldn't. I'm going to say the Broncos by a field goal with with a absolute minimal amount of confidence. Um, and you never know. We might sort of click. We might play better. I think there's a few players going back from injury, which is helpful. I think Alberto is back, and it looks like Jerry Judy might be back. Um. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm just going to just about go for the Broncos. For, for one of the last times this season, I'm going to pick the Broncos by a couple of points. Oh. Um, look, I, I agree with what Stuart's saying. I don't think it matters in terms of the running back. I think the second and first stringers will come in and do the job against what has been, quite frankly, an incompetent defence so far this season. Hasn't been anywhere near good enough. Um, look, Washington, If you if you look at their game so far, they put up 16 against the Chargers team, but they only lost by four. They scored 30 against the Giants. They still put up 20 against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are night and day ahead of the Denver Broncos. For, sorry, sorry, the Bills. I, you know, night and day ahead of them. Night and day. It's not even a conversation. They put up 34 against the Falcons away from home. They put up 22 against the Saints. That's interesting. Um. And it has been a little bit up and down over the last two weeks, but the Broncos, um, I mean, the Broncos boys after week three put up seven against the Ravens, 19 against the Steelers, lost against the Raiders, and 14 against a third or fourth string team. Okay, let, let's, be, let's be fair. Second to third string team in Cleveland last week. The Broncos will not score more than 21 points on a day in which we haven't even mentioned 
Peyton Manning is being uh, inducted into the Ring of Fame. By God, did they pick a game for that? Uh, I, I just can't see us winning. And I think guys like Terry McLaurin will go off. And I, I just I, I think Washington will score twenty four points, and I don't think we'll get near them. And I'm sorry, McDay, I, I actually ended up watching a bit of the Washington uh, Packers game, and Washington played them pretty tough, to be fair. Um, mm. the, the quarterback made that disastrous um, when he allowed his knee to hit the ground going over the line, which was, you know, one of the, one of the stuff that you'd expect the Jets to do. Uh, but they did. They hung in there, and they, they made the Packers work. So they're not a bad team, and I think they've, as you said, Michael, they've scored some points. They've been in most of the games that they've played, Um we haven't been any of the games that we've played in the last three weeks, so yeah, I, I, I think they're they're a tricky proposition. Any final points, gentlemen? I'll start with you, Colin. Just that we drag teams down to our level, and it's only rarely that we really get blown out against very good teams. Um, the the Bills obviously last year did a number on us despite everyone's excitement at Will Parks making some big tackles early on. He got burned from pretty much every route after that. Um, he so I I think this will will drag it down. Like the, there'll be there'll be no more um than a few points in in this either way, and that's the um concern. Like the concern is just how boring we are because we just drag teams down to our level. Whether there, it's only the really good teams that blow us out. Otherwise, you're just in in a dogfight, which inevitably the Broncos seem to currently lose. But that shouldn't be the case. Any final points, Stuart? To make. Yeah, that's a good point from Colm. I mean, I, you know, most of our games are, are they're not great to watch from a sort of a football purist point of view. Uh, we don't tend to get blown out, as you said. I, I don't think Washington are capable of blowing anybody out anyway. So, you know, uh, you know, this could be another one of those 2017, 17, 14 jobs. Um, no, the, 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 the tougher stuff is, is, is on the horizon. We've got the Chargers, uh, you know, and they, you know, we've got the Chiefs, the Chargers both twice. We've got the Cowboys in in. Jerry, Jerry World, which could turn out to be, you know, an absolute massacre if things keep going the way they're going. Um, so no, I, I think this, I think Colin is right. I think this could be a, you know, we'll drag them down and maybe they'll drag down, you know, our team as well. Jesus, I mean, imagine the Broncos offense being dragged down another level. I mean, can you, is it possible to score minus points in the game? I think is, is you know, the sort of where, where we're at with this stuff. So, so, uh, yeah, no, it, it's not a game that you would be watching. Put it this way, if you were a neutral NFL fan and Washington versus the Broncos was was coming up, I think you'd be looking for that uh, that remote control fairly sharpish to find something else. So this is one this is one where you, you, you suffer through as a fan. This is not one that you enjoy. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Lads, I, I want to thank you for, uh, for coming on after a difficult week and hopefully we're talking about a win next week. But I guess for now... Just folks, if you want to subscribe to the Mile High Report Podcast Network, please do so. Give us uh, a review, whatever you want. Really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. We all want the team to win. We're just trying to be realistic as well. Uh, thanks so much, lads. Go Broncos. See you next week. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.